Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to season two of MIA 2K podcast. What's up, Laura? Tell the children hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what is up my guys <laughs> this is literally how she messages me by the way <laughs> this we is are very back at brand. it again <laughs> we're already season. laughing <laughs> we're already laughing and we haven't said a word okay it's how you know it's gonna be a good episode <laughs> That's true. we're so excited to record today we've been waiting for this moment literally our whole lives so thank you for tuning in to our podcast and uh, we've we've uh, seen that you guys have been listening to our episodes even though we've been on hiatus so thank you so much for that we're so appreciative for your followership and your support so yay we're back we're back we we hope to get a little bit better than our last season so if you really like our first season hopefully you'll be blown away by this season <laughs> blown away blown, blown away. away yeah so basically we just kind of wanted to give you guys uh a rundown of what's new for this season we are going to be doing bi-weekly episodes that is just based on both of our work schedules and the available time that we have it's not always going to be bi-weekly because like you never know with k-pop or with us but that's going to be i guess our goal going forward with this season for what you guys can expect and what's in store from us we have a fun new format we have worked very hard over the past few weeks to fine-tune and tweak some things uh, to make sure that we're giving you the best we can give you every episode we're hoping to have some fun guests for you this season and maybe even giveaways wow one time mm-hmm. and on that note make sure to listen all the way to the very end for a fun little surprise so maybe more on the housekeeping side of what's going on with the podcast like we mentioned we took a break after season one to make sure that we could improve upon things and uh, bring you guys an even better side of our podcast to you all so (laughs) on that note we are now on 10 platforms available so we've been available on spotify and apple podcast since the beginning but now we're also on google podcast amazon music radio public pocket cast cast box bunch of other places so if anybody wants to listen to us on any specific platform you can we're there we also now have a blog so if you visit www.mi2kpoppodcast.com we'll include the link in the description of this podcast as well you can see basically uh, either a written version of the podcast or just some other thoughts that we didn't get to share on the microphone. So please uh, have a look at our blog. We hope you enjoy our written format uh, because we both, no, because I like to write. I was going to say, honestly, 
that's probably going to be one of the highlights of the podcast, which is funny because, you know, podcasts are for listening, sure. but <laughs> Kathy is a really, really good writer. I and- can't, I just can't shut up when I write and that's not how you say it, but I, I basically can't hold back when I write and it just oozes out of me. So, but she does it beautifully. It's not like fun sentences that. or anything like that. I appreciate that. And yeah, we were just itching to get back. We we've actually before the podcast even started, we've been on camera for an hour just talking shit because we have missed this so much. And we talk mm-hmm. every day. Like <laughs> every day. We have been seen talking. Each other. We've every seen each other. We've gone to things. We've had like literal entire K-pop days in person but we missed this because we've gotten used to it at, at this point and we just wanted to keep doing more of it so yeah so we're just really excited to be here we hope you guys can tell so for season two we're starting off on the best foot possible we are traveling back in time to when uh, the best decade ever when it came to entertainment apparently the 90s because everything that was made in that decade and by made i mean actual people uh, it seems to be just like the best thing ever. So, so let's get to it. And on that note, Kathy really pushed for this topic. And you know what? I get it. I get it. Like I when Laura and I sat together back in December, maybe of last year that we were yeah. planning our topics. I think none of the topics that were planned at that point have made it into the podcast, but this <laughs> one was going to make it in the podcast or else. I would have just had a conniption. So I'm very excited today. So the reason we're talking about the 90s is because today's topic is the 97 line. If you know, you know. (laughs) So before we start getting into that, uh, we wanted to take a little bit to just talk about why or how a 97 liner is. So basically in, in Korean culture, it's it's very respect driven and very Yeah, and in Korean society, everything's about <laughs> the hierarchy. Everything is very like you first, me then, and then the next one, and that order is respected. It's very common for people to ask. Like the first thing to ask is how old are you or what year were you born? Because that lets them know how they should treat you, right? So when we were doing a little bit of research. It basically said that in Korean society, age tells you like each individual's roles and responsibilities, and that creates a really rigid system within the family, within the workplace, and within like communities. So being older in Korea is actually really good because it gets you way more respect than if you're younger. So if you're born in a certain year and you have friends that are born in the same year, you can kind of treat each other as equals. And that's why like 90 whatever liner is a thing. Personally, I am a 90 something liner. You don't need to know what liner, but I'm just in the 90. I probably have said what kind of liner I am, but we don't need to repeat it. I'm proudly from the 80 something liners and that's gonna turn me into a fossil and make me ineligible to talk about k-pop's peoples that i like but whatever it's fine so there isn't just the 97 liners there's also the 92 liners there's the 95 liners it's just that the 97 liners are the most popular and we get it i get it so as i just mentioned i am an uh, 89 liner so i'm just like right there at the cusp and basically 
I am only three years and 134 days older than my alt. <laughs> Not that anyone's counting, nah. <laughs> but hashtag Nuna status. It's fine. My alt is sugar. And I mean, three years, it's nothing. It's fine. In Korean dramas, actually, you see a lot of older women with younger guys and it's not questioned as much as when you see older men with younger women now i know that like <laughs> according to k-dramas me and all of my like biases are fine because oh yeah, yeah. thinking like western culture if you're an older man with a younger woman it's like nobody bats an eye but but if women are older than their significant others by like three days you're a cougar all of a sudden and it's like mm, chill yeah uh on that my oldest bias is key from shiny he was born in 91 so like I'm just destined to be a Nuna. And then my youngest bias is uh, Bumgyu, who I consider my son. He's from Tomorrow by Together. And he was born in March of 2001. And all three of them have something in common. And it's that they were born in Daegu. And I think I have this like connection to that town. It's like very in my, it, it, it makes a lot of sense with oh me God. and my personality. Right? Oh my God. Right? That's okay. true. Thank you. I know. I had a I had a whole epiphany when I realized this because it just makes sense. I think my oldest bias was born in 92. <laughs> 92. I don't think I have anybody in there. You don't consider anyone from like 2 p.m. or anyone there to be a bias for you? No, I like them, but it's not that I, I wouldn't consider them my bias. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. K-drama it's said fine. we're fine. So I think it's time to just dive right into 97 liners who are they what are they to us what do they mean i'm glad you asked laura <laughs> i'm glad you asked so from bts we have jungkook he uh was born in september of 1997 in busan mm -hmm. of korea uh then we move on to yugium from god seven and he was born in november i think he's actually the youngest one out of all of them mm-hmm then we have uh, also from God Seven Bam Bam. He was born in Thailand in May of '97. And then we move on to Mingyu from Seventeen. He was born in April of '97 in Korea. And then we have DK from Seventeen, and he was born February of '97. And then Seventeen again, the eight. He was born in China. In November of 97. And then from Astro, we have Onu, and he was born in March. And finally, the last member is Jaehyun, and he was born February 14 of 97. He's actually the oldest one in the whole group. Mm. And you know what I've noticed? What? They're mostly Scorpios and Aries. I wonder. I wonder <laughs> why I like them. <laughs> why this is a problem for me oh, that's funny yeah yeah so we we i wanted to i guess say this just uh funnily i like to look at zodiac things laura's not as into it we just kind of like it's in the periphery but i just wanted to clarify that we're not like running our lives by the zodiac or anything like we just think it's funny and, and it's just like looking for coincidences but yeah it's not it's not the it's not a big deal at all so Please just take it with a grain of salt whenever we mention their zodiac signs, aka yeah, me please. saying someone's a Leo. So sorry about that. So with naming the members, I guess when I was looking into them, everybody can agree that it basically started with JK, Jungkook, and Yugium because they're really good friends. Everybody thinks 
which would make sense because they're both in God seven, that Yugyum brought Bam Bam over. Nobody's quite sure how the 17 members made it in, but somehow they made it in. And then Mingyu and Onu were seen having like dinner together. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, he showed up in like the 97 liner pictures or somebody mentioned him. So that's how everybody thinks Onu came in. And nobody knows how Jaehyun also made it in. It was just kind of one of those, whoop, I guess he's part of it now. But it just makes, it makes sense. sense. Like if we're going by beautifulness, it just makes sense. But yeah, I have a legitimate actual weakness for the 97 line, I would say. I think going back to my history of getting into K-pop and, and giving all of this a chance when I was so reluctant to at first, I can single-handedly blame Jungkook for my downfall. I mean, after J-Park, of course. But once Laura was trying to drive the BTS agenda down my throat, it was when I saw Cookie, and you will watch this uh, clip over our faces now because we'll insert it here. His smile during the episode 80 of Run BTS, he went from this like, total serious kind of whatever face to this like beautiful smile. It was only natural that I was going to fall head over heels for him. And that's that was literally the moment that I, I go to Laura, who is this? Who is this? Because I need to see more of that. So that that kind of, you know, sealed the deal for me in the 97 line. And I just want to know what were all of these moms drinking from 96 to 97? Honestly. Because Honestly. what was in the water? All of these men, talented, gorgeous, hardworking, perfect, like everything. They got it all. God said, my favorites all are going to be born in 97 and you're all going to know them. If I ever have kids, I want the best for them. And I want them to be like the 97 liners. So if I could just know what they did, if they ate some type of fruit, if they went to some temple, like, I just want to know. Tell us, what did you, what did you have? What did you have? Because yeah, I I thought about it and I'm like, all of these people that we mentioned basically brought me into the groups because Cookie brought me into the group when you were introducing me to God7 and I was like trying not to make JB my bias because he was your bias. Bam Bam was the one that I was like, okay, let me see over here. And then with 17, you've been shoving them down my throat. Shoving them. But it wasn't until I saw DK that I was like, okay, I see. I see what we're, I see what we're working with. <laughs> and with NCT too, I've like, I've been around people who have been trying to get me to uh, give NCT a chance. And I'm just so overwhelmed by the sheer amount of members yeah. that I just, I, I panic. I'm like, I can't do this guys. I can't. But when I saw Jaehyun, I was like, I'm going to have to try. I'm just going to have to give him a chance. The 97 liners really, truly just kind of make you want to open the door if you haven't cracked it open already so if we take some time to talk about how talented they truly are because we will talk about it in this episode repeatedly and might might have said it already that they're talented they're very hardworking. aside from the fact that they're visually stunning which is only one part of what they bring to the table i'll start with uh jungkook jungkook is the center main dancer main vocal he uh, Cookie just brings so much to BTS. RM has said himself that he, that BTS would not be BTS without Jungkook. So he just gives everything. He's called the golden maknae because mm-hmm. he's good at everything. 
And that just tells you everything you need to know about him. With Yu-Gi-Oh! Last year when GOT7 left JYP and in the past year when they were able to explore their solo artist side, Yu-Gi-Oh!'s artistry and talent really shone. I think he was able to kind of see himself separately from all his other members because even though he doesn't look like the Maknae, he is the Maknae. And as a Maknae, I feel like you get influenced a lot by, since Korea is a very, a society that puts importance into the hierarchy or age, as the youngest one, you kind of get lost in the sauce of your older members. <laughs> lost in the sauce. Laura, 2022. <laughs> so I think once he was able to take a step away and really explore who he is, I think he's improved vocally. I think his music style is very obvious now matter of fact Kathy and I were talking about GOT7's new album today a little teaser they dropped of all the songs and you could tell which ones were uh Yu-Gi-Oh like heavily influenced and aside from that he's really tall but somehow he's a really good dancer and like really good dancer and it's it's a gift to everyone whenever he goes on stage honestly 100%. In that poison video, <laughs> you know, the little booty shake part? He killed it. He really did. Then, Bam Bam, all of God Seven, obviously, they left JYB at the same time. They all kind of got into their agencies around the same time. Bam Bam has already put out too many albums. And he, again, like Laura said, being the younger ones, they probably get taken care of a lot. And maybe you wouldn't think that they have the time to develop as much of their own color and their own artistry but bam bam really took life by the horns and he's excited to make music constantly he's shown us a very different side of himself like with the music he really did like we 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 hear the same thing from the idols over and over again but between ribbon and b like who are you (laughs) was not a song that i was expecting i think (laughs) on my deathbed I might be talking about how much of a shock that song was coming from Bam Bam honestly and you know he he has so much direction in his music and when he wants and he gives us skirt skirt and he gives us who are you you know he does he can do it all he can do no wrong and then also I think he doesn't take life too seriously he doesn't take himself too seriously he is part of the idol industry but he doesn't get sucked into the bullshit Mm -mm. and he's like let me give you all the fucking spoilers because i know marketing and i know that this will be better than just staying quiet the whole time so just love that for us honestly moving on to the 17 members because there's three of them (laughs) as part of the 97 liners as a new carrot i think we should make this a game whenever i say as a new carrot just take a shot as a new carrot (laughs) not this all the members of 17 are super super talented like Mingyu looks like the type that's kind of kind of dumb just because he's really beautiful but that's that's not all he is he is part of the hip-hop unit and I don't know if he I would call him a rapper I, I know you know that you would not I know I wouldn't. I'm sorry, Mingyu. I love you. I wouldn't call him a rapper, but he does a really good job of bringing that like energy, that like swag that rappers have 
and he can sing really beautifully. So he's part of the hip hop unit, which is usually in charge of like the more rappy parts of the song. But then when he has gotten out of that, all he's done is sing and he sings beautifully. The eight, he's actually one of the members that I know the least about, but with a little bit of research, like I know he's a really good performer. He is part of the performance team. He has come up with his own work. He does write some of the lyrics for 17 and for himself. And that man can pose. Like, I know that's still like about his visuals, but like you can be beautiful and not know how to pose. Yeah, no, not every idol can look good in pictures. That's 100% fact. Yeah. And then... DK, please. I mean, again, I Laura's a new minted carrot. I'm. I don't think I even qualify, even though by our standards, I have already spent money on seventeen. So I guess I am kind of like in the baby, baby. I'm. I'm a fetus carrot. I. I haven't been born. I think that's a. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. But I. What I've seen of DK. First of all, getting my attention is not easy, especially when I'm actively trying to avoid you. So the fact that, and by you, I mean Laura. <laughs> yeah so the fact that watching a movie with like 13 people that i'm not used to seeing all the time, <laughs> there's a lot of you know uh stimuli i guess you could say and yes. and dk stood out to me and there was a lot of moments where people had their sh- chance to shine and and dk just kept catching my eye so i think he's super talented and not because of physicality like literally his voice is beautiful I, when I first laid eyes on him, I think I expected him to be part of the dance team. Uh, Laura and I keep saying that he kind of reminds us of J-Hope. They have the, the same birthday, actually. And it's that shiny, sunny personality that kind of gives a group life. But DK has a little bit more of like an understated energy to him. And he's really funny and charismatic. So when I saw him, I again, comparing him to J-Hope, I was like, oh, he's probably the dancer. And then I was like, no, no, it's in, he's in the vocal unit. So I think his voice is absolutely beautiful. He's a really good performer. He has so much swag when he dances. I, I I really just like, I think that's probably what got me. Just the way that he, his expressions, his facial expressions while he dances were just really good. And he just has this really sweet aura and charisma about him. I just really like him. He's really good at variety shows. Like, really good funny man he's really funny he's smart and he's quick he's and and the the few clips i've seen of him from like compilations he really makes his members laugh a lot like they he laugh does. they they riot when he like jokes like because he's very sarcastic and i love that i love that sense of humor so moving to oh no i love him like i love him so at first, like everyone, I thought he was just a pretty face. And the first drama that I saw just happened to be um, my ID is Gangnam Beauty. And that was one of his first big K-dramas. So his acting was still a little bit rougher on the edges. But I continued to give him a chance. And he his acting has improved so much so 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 much like I enjoyed him in Rookie Historian which is why I recommended it for you guys to watch because he was good like you could tell a huge 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 difference between how he first started and how he is now I haven't seen True Beauty but I will eventually sometime before I die and I'm sure his acting has improved there too like he is so talented he can sing beautifully 
He can dance. He has thighs for days. And his and English. So good. Ended me repeatedly. So good. And he's really good at variety shows too. He is quick on his feet. And he's actually good at everything. Like every single thing that they threw at him in this show. Because obviously like a person that perfect. You kind of want to fail a little bit. Just to make yourself feel a little bit better. You know what I mean? Um, They threw everything at him. And at everything he excelled. And it's like my guy take a break like you don't have to be perfect all the time but he just is for jayhan i i haven't seen a lot of nct content but the little that i've seen he seems to be really involved in or like really invested in the performances he has i like his voice and i like his uh the way he delivers his lines in songs and i love his sense of humor like good looking people shouldn't have to be funny or shouldn't be funny because they don't need to be it's like mm-hmm. let the let the funniness come to the rest of the world that like needs it but he's so funny he is so funny and very and it's a very specific brand of humor too it's like mark is funny in one way johnny is funny in a different way and jayhan is funny in a completely different way as well so but they all kind of get along and it, and it makes sense like that mix so He's just really talented in general. I think he delivers a lot of emotion when he sings. So that's my he, take on Jayhan. I really, I mean, again, I haven't, I have also not seen a lot of NCT content, but the little that I've seen, he also helps Mark and Johnny with the English, which might not seem like a talent, but you know what? It is. Because when 23 people, like speaking for 23 people, it is. It's huge. And and, and he's, his English is amazing and it's not only that his English is amazing but he knows what to say because sometimes you can have the language but if you're not good at speaking forget about it oh and and he was going to be part of a drama that was going to be BL which you know what good for you my guy because it shows that at least to me, that he is his own person and he doesn't give a single fuck. And I love that. <laughs> I really Agreed. do. Again, I don't want to be crazy about Zodiacs and stuff, but when I was doing research on my side to look at this, I looked into the Chinese Zodiac because obviously we all know that that's a very big mythology aspect of it. There's also a thing there. So I was born in 89. So I was born during the year of the snake. And then um, guess who's the most compatible with people born in the 97, which is the ox, the snake. So I have the highest level of compatibility with uh, the 97 liners, all of them, because they were all born between February and November. And that's all included within that lunar year. So I just wanted to say that, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my results here. It just makes When Kathy was sharing this with me, I was like, oh my God, do me, do me. I shouldn't have had her. Like I shouldn't have asked her. It was, I like, I like battles. I like to run uphill instead Laura of Laura really likes to swim upstream. Yeah. Her compatibility <laughs> years are like 91 and 94, which she does <laughs> like people in those years, but like the 97 line, nowhere to be found. 92, no not even a little bit there. Me, Laura and I are not compatible at all. Apparently, according <laughs> to the Chinese zodiac. So anyway, yeah. again, we don't take this seriously, but it was just funny. And I'm just going to revel in the fact that I am super compatible with all of them. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I think was is worth mentioning at this point mm-hmm. is 
Christopher Bangtang from Stray Kids, the leader, he was born in 1997, but he is not part of the 97 liners considered group. Uh, I mean, he's definitely not in the group chat. He was born in 97. So technically he is a 97 liner, but he's just not part of that friend group. And it hurts me in my soul because I feel like he would have a lot of fun with them. But I do think it makes sense because he does have seven children that he needs to take care of and he doesn't have time to hang out with a 97 line and actually have fun. So yeah, yes, we'll makes sense. To. They're very private. We've actually only seen like maybe three pictures uh, since 2016, yeah. 2017 of all of them together. And it's mostly been Bam Bam. We can always count on Bam Bam for being the spoiler Love king. Him. Love our little troll. Like you are not my bias, but like you really work hard to be, I swear to God. And uh, Jungkook and Yugyeom have actually matching tattoos uh, a few of them they have the 97 mm-hmm. they have uh, actually i think they share the truth one with mark as well so there's a couple of tattoos that are going around of uh, uh, within the friendship within the group and a little bit outside as well i think bamam also has a 97 just mm-hmm. a slightly slightly different, different than jk and yugium but yep. actually jk went as far as thinking the 97 liners in the album you never walk alone like in the at the end you know how how artists can say thank you to people he actually included them yeah it was very cute so it cool. was very cute like yeah like kathy says there's a group chat and we know like a couple of things uh when onu was filming rookie historian which is a k-drama netflix is actually pretty good you should check it out jk gifted onu a coffee truck on the set and uh onu posted like a little picture that said jk come and drink coffee with me or whatever it was very cute it was so cute anyway yukium actually gave us a little bit of or like another little tidbit in one of the uh, videos he did when he came out solo they were asking him about his favorite items or his most important items and he brought up a cartier bracelet that Jaehyun, Mingyu, Onu, and JK gifted him. So it's cute that they give each other gifts, you know? I wonder what that group chat is like. I love the chaotic energy that I get from them already. And mm. if I may just like say clearly, like, is the 97 line the secret weapon of the third generation of K-pop? Because sounds to me like yes. they got a lot of weight that they're pulling for their groups all of them they are they also tend to be for the most part they're more popular members too so i think i think you might be right a little bit i mean not to discredit the other members but no never 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 but i think uh most most of these are in the magne lines of their groups and i do think Mm -hmm. magnes tend to get a little bit more affection because they're the younger members they're closer to the younger fans and they also have like a, a childish uh adoration towards older like i guess older women fans kind of like look at them and they're like oh you're so cute so i think that that kind of plays into it probably maybe yeah, maybe not except yugium he doesn't look like a magnet he doesn't so mm-hmm. now i don't know why i'm accepting doing this because i want to be clear that like i did not wake up and choose violence today laura did when she came up with this idea but we're going to play this game that I am very not on board with playing. And it is ranking the 97 liners in our hearts. So we're going to tell you uh, our ranking of all the members that we're talking about. For what? I don't know. I guess Laura wants us to be canceled. So I guess our season two begins and ends right here. Sorry. 
Yes. <laughs> I can start if you want. Yeah, please do. Please this do. is very fun for me. So not obviously, but sort of obviously. The first one in my heart is JK, Cookie, Jungkook, because BTS is my ult. However, I guess no, I should start with saying my second one. I didn't like him at the very beginning. It bothered me that he was the most popular member in Astro. It bothered me that he was so good looking that it hurt. It just bothered me. And then I started to like, you know, see him in more K-dramas and like in variety shows and whatever. And he's actually like amazing and he deserves everything he gets and it's fine. And that's on. I love him. Then Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I think he was the reason I actually got into GOT7. Mm-hmm. Bam Bam, because he spoils everything. And I appreciate that. We wouldn't have any 97 liner pictures if it wasn't for Bam Bam. I mean, we would but not that many. Mingyu, because, see, I am a new, <laughs> newly minted carrot. And my bias is woozy. And I love him, right? I love him. But Mingyu, I, I mean, I know he's beautiful, but there's just something about him. So he comes next. DK is the next one. Because again, I am a new carrot. But I have like a couple of and by a couple, I mean half of the group as my bias records. <laughs> and for some reason, he was just somebody that like pulled me in. I don't know why. I think it was because I felt bad for him because I thought he wasn't part of the 97 liners, but then he is. So maybe I should take him out, but I can't because he's adorable. Then Jaehyun. Honestly, this one's a little bit superficial. He's just really good looking. <laughs> but that's not to say that my last one, D8, is not good looking because at first I was like, I don't know. I don't know about him when I was trying to get into 17 and then like I think I saw one picture and I got it like I get it he just has a thing about him like he's like that cool model type that you just want to be friends with even though you think they probably won't like you but it doesn't matter because you still want to be part of the cool group so relatable love it. Tell <laughs> us more. Tell us- I'm sorry it's just I don't know what it is about him Maybe he dyed his hair red and that's how I got him. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Okay. So again, I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it because I'm playing this game. So just take this with a grain of salt. I don't actually like care for this order. I love them all. Well, I don't know them all very well. That's probably why the order is this way. That's what Mm -hmm. it is. So again, Cookie, he's literally my bias record in BTS. So he is the reason I got into BTS. He... I think I sent Laura a picture of him today because his undercut, it was just like leaving me without breath at some point. So, you know, things happen when I see Cookie. So he's my first. Then, and this is pretty surprising to me, and it should be to Laura as well, because, because Laura has been not shoving, not drilling, like, <laughs> like literally Titanic sinking 17 into my throat I don't really thought about throat. it <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't care I'm just I literally I'm just like let me just try to keep my job and like not at another group to my life because I can't keep track of all these beautiful people that are so talented but she took me to the uh, 17 power of love uh movie showing where they had the replay of the concert that they did at the end of last year I believe and I walked in knowing who maybe five members were and I had an expectation for who I thought could be maybe my bias and then the movie slapped me in the face and said hi 
I'm DK. Nice to meet you. You're mine now. <laughs> Don't look anywhere else. And I was like, fair enough. You made good points. I'm here. So yeah, he's my number two uh, in this list. And I That's just met him. Sometimes it just, it just clicks. That's why they talk about love at first sight and all those uh, things. I get that. Then Bam Bam, because again, he almost could have been my bias. I guess he's my bias record in God 7. So love him. Hearts to you, my Thai boy. Yugyum, he's perfection. My music alignment with him is just yes. about the most impeccable, perfect thing there is. So I'm just obsessed. Jaehyun, what's not to love? He is so talented. And the last three, I would say, I really don't know that much about Anu, Mingyu, or the eight. So that's why they're in the last th three places. I don't, I don't really know. They're all beautiful. They're all talented. Yeah. They all can do many things. I just don't know them. So they're at the end of the ranking, but mm -hmm. that's it. I get that. So when we do research, when we try to explore into different groups and things like that, I always like to go on K-pop profiles. And then when they have those little polls at the bottom, I want to see what people voted for. So netizens ranked the 97 line in the following order. Jungkook, Jaehyun, Onu, Bam Bam, The Eight, Mingyu, Yugyum, and DK last. I'm kind of surprised that the eight was over Minkyu. Yeah, honestly. I was going to say. But uh, I also, I, I feel like K-pop profiles has a really weird demographic. I kind of get it, though. I'm telling you, I don't know what it was about the eight that I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then I got it. And it, it makes sense. Yeah. You know what? He has this like judgy face that I kind of like. You would. Minkyu is like just a big puppy big teddy bear so then uh we have a little short game i guess a little another one because we're thinking that their group chat could be considered a world wonder for the 97 liners so laura came up with this game idea that if we were part of that group chat who will we extend the invite to out of the following other four people who were also born in 1997 i picked a co-ed group let's start with number one lisa from Blackpink, would you include her in the chat? Well, considering Lisa's closeness with Bam Bam, I think she's also very kind of tomboyish, so she would probably have uh, an easy time fitting in. So yes, she gets an invite. Me too. She just also, she's just cool, man. Also, a lot of the '97 line has a big focus on dancing, so I think they would like make sick dance practices. Oh, you're right. That's Maybe true. it's just Jungkook and Yugyeon, but I'm just saying. No, no. I think I think they're all pretty good at, at dancing, actually. I think Seventeen has some of the best dancers in the industry, so I would say yeah. yeah most most of the ninety-seven line is really good at dancing. So and I'd the like eight is in the performance group. So the second one is we already mentioned him, but Bang Chan from Stray Kids. Oh my god, that name's not that hard to pronounce, but I murdered it. Kathy, would you include him? Yeah, absolutely. If he wants an invite, he has it. It's just he hasn't accepted it because he's too busy raising his seven children. So I wouldn't invite him, honestly, if I was part of the 97 liner group, because he doesn't feel like a 97 liner. He, he feels like I should be call him like Ajushi. <laughs> he feels <laughs> like he was fully born in 1977. Fully. Like, he feels older than me, to be quite honest. So Most of the time, yeah. I mean. I don't think he fit in. I don't think he wants, which is kind of weird because JYP, he's JYP and Bam Bam and Yugiam were JYP. So I'm pretty sure. And, and he was poor man. 
he was a trainee while Bam Bam and Yu-Gi-Oh were trainees too. So I'm pretty sure they're friends with they like, are they are i other. think bam bam and, and bang chun have posted a lot of pictures together and there's a lot of um oldies uh, mm. of them hanging out so i do think that they're actually rather pretty good friends but yeah it's just it's he just doesn't match yeah. the energy he doesn't he's a total dad he is a total dad but he still has i still invite him it's fine nah. he can give us good <laughs> advice or, or teach us how to like have an idea for how to cover for something or how to answer for something so. a 97 liner chat is not to be it's taught just, honestly we, we talk about this all the time jungkook being the magnet of bts and being like i don't know airhead most of the time or just kind of looking you know into the distance and getting lost in the thought and just being completely like looking blanked out and bang chan on the other side like just thinking of all the things at all times and having an answer for everything and just being like the perfect leader of a group literally like, perfect how were they born on the same year doesn't one month sense. apart it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense like jungkook I mean, is older than bang chang like by a month. that's true <laughs> it doesn't make it's sense. weird isn't it, it? Is. it's it's super trippy it, it really it's just bang chan really i think he was just born in the wrong year he i mean no he was born in the right year because 97 he's just an old soul he is and he's the leader and he was a trainee for eight seven years and He's just, he hasn't had it easy. So, Laura, I'm going <laughs> to ask you now because you asked me the first yeah. two. So, Taeyang from SF9. You know, he also doesn't feel like he's 97. <laughs> like, he doesn't. He feels, all of SF9 just feels older. Like They feel like I they're think, 2 p.m. Yeah, like, is it Chani? He's like 99 or 2000, but I swear to you, Lies. every time. I see him in either a K drama or like with the group. He just feels like he's basically my. They all feel like they're basically my age. 100%. Like, I, I mean, I would say I'd invite him even if he doesn't want to. Like, accept it. That's fine. Just because his vibe is very like cool boy. I'm beautiful because he is beautiful and he's a talented dancer. That little um, waist in the middle of all these dancers. I mean. And- big shoulders the at back. first the i have to admit at first i thought i thought he was wearing shoulder pads and then kathy was like bitch think again and i was proven wrong he in just has really broad shoulders yeah in case anybody was wondering who my sf9 bias is it is tan so that's 97 <laughs> liners conspiracy furthering for you with what they do to me so yeah it's I, i'd invite him he, he has a cool vibe I want to be him. Yeah. And then lastly, Lauda, Rosie from Blackpink. Would you invite her? No. She also doesn't feel like she's 97. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't feel like she fit this vibe. She's like a very girly girl. Like I'd invite her to a group chat with like Taylor Swift and like other like women, strong women songwriters. I don't think she would be amused by the immaturity and the chaos of the 97 Mm. line group chat at all. She, She probably wouldn't. You're right. Like I'd invite her with like Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, that kind of group. That's her group thing. They'd be able to connect in a whole different level. That's a hundred percent her group chat. But not not the nineties, but liners. But anyway, (laughs) now that we've talked at length about the the visuals, the stunningness, the talent. And, um, you know, men who ultimately have come for me when I did not send for them, not even once. 
but they did. They're here repeatedly after my throat. What are our closing thoughts on the 97 line? Laura? I can just sum it up in, I am happy to be here. I am happy to be on this earth at the same time that they are alive. I feel blessed. I might not be God's favorite, but I am here to see them. And that is enough for me. We don't know. Hey, maybe we are God's favorites because he put us on earth at this time. Oh my God, I'm God's favorite. We have have God's favor on our side for sure. Listen, he he made us find K-pop and K-everything in 2020. So I think that that means we make the list. I like it. I like your thoughts. Yeah, I I wrote a few more things than Laura did. Laura did a great job at at being concise and summarizing. So I'll try to get through mine really quickly. 4%. Yeah. To me, age is just a number and I'm ready to be Nuna Pirinim, whatever they want me to be. It's fine. I, I, that's fine. All of them are so wildly talented that like, do you even go here if you don't stand like I had no choice but to stand we don't have a choice but to stand it is what it is also just a tidbit I told my therapist about BTS and she went and researched it and then she came out Jungkook biased so that's the power of the 97 line for you just saying so with that should we do a drum roll to celebrate our first episode of season two and to discreetly shout out our love for the 97 liners we are doing a giveaway. <laughs> if you're interested, we'll be posting the rules on our Instagram at MIA2K podcast. So go check it out. Go follow us. And I kind of want this giveaway for myself. So <laughs> just like watch out because I'm going to be doing all the things that we need to do in order for me to get it. So yeah, so Laura designed this really adorable uh, bucket hat that you're going to be able to see on the screen now. and like she said, it's discreet because it just says 97. So it doesn't mean anything to anyone who doesn't know what it is, but you know what it means. And it means that you are alive at the same time as God's favorites. So that's that. If you know, you know. And of course, we love the bucket hat life. So enjoy uh, someone in our uh, fandom, in our own personal <laughs> podcast fandom. We'll get to enjoy this and we're looking forward to it. So yeah, go to our Instagram, uh, follow the rules and one of you will win. Because we're a very small, young podcast only in our second season, we're going to keep this giveaway to the US and Canada only. So US and Canada listeners, shoot your shot. You might just win. Yay. Thank you guys so much for waiting for us throughout our break. We're so excited to be back. We have so many topics that we're uh, just eager and ready to cover. And we can't wait to show you more of our adventures in loving all of these things that we love. So thank you for coming along for the ride. It'll be a very busy summer season for all of us. And we're happy to be back and be able to talk about it with you in detail. We're actually happy. (laughs) We're Aju happy. As a baby carrot. As a baby carrot, I would like to say. We're Aju happy and we'll be talking a lot and we'll be, uh, yeah, just baby Thank carroting louder. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for understanding my newfound love and yeah. I appreciate you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe. 
to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!